Hello, mashers, and welcome to episode two of the Movie Mashup podcast. You wait for months and months, and just like the number 37 bus, two of them come along. Well, not at the same time, but within a week of each other. Um, welcome back. If you're a new listener, welcome. If you're an old listener, uh, welcome back. Um, this week, I want to talk about, um, from all the way back in 2008, The Incredible Hulk. Um, thought this might be of interest as I watched this last week, and I know that the last podcast was all about Captain Marvel and Endgame, but I thought I would watch The Incredible Hulk you know, purely for sort of interest's sake, because it's only the second movie in the MCU after Iron Man. In fact, it came out the same year as Iron Man, just a couple of months later. Um, however, it is a very different beast. Or at least the Hulk is a very different beast to uh, the Hulk that is portrayed in um, uh, Avengers or Avengers Assemble, if you're in the United Kingdom, which is a silly title. Um, although it does get reprised in Endgame, which is um, interesting. Um, so, this is a 2008 American superhero film based on the Marvel Comics character The Hulk, produced by Marvel Studios and distributed by Universal Pictures. This is back when Marvel was an independent uh, movie production company before the acquisition by Disney. It's the second film in the MCU. It was directed by Louis Leterrier with a screenplay by Zach Penn. And it stars Edward Norton as Bruce Banner alongside Liv Tyler as Betty Ross, Tim Roth, uh, Tim Blake Nelson, Ty Burrell and William Hurt who would reprise that. William Hurt would uh, reprise that role. I'm trying to think like three times since then. Um, he plays the role of General Thunderbolt Ross, or Thaddeus Ross. Um, so the plot is that on the run, uh, Bruce Banner becomes an unwitting pawn in a military scheme to reinvigorate the Super Soldier program. That's the program that made Steve Rogers Captain America um, through gamma radiation. On the run, he attempts to cure himself of the Hulk before he is captured by Ross. And his worst fears are realised when a power-hungry soldier, Emil Blonsky, who's played by Tim Roth in scenery-chewing form, becomes a similar but more bestial creature known as the Abomination. Quite nicely realised here. So, um, this was a kind of a reboot of Hulk. Um, after the 2003 uh, Fox standalone Ang Lee Hulk starring Eric Banner and... Ooh, now I'm trying to think. Jennifer Connolly and Nick Nolte, which I think is has some interesting ideas, but is ultimately a bit of a mess. Um, Marvel Studios reacquired the rights to the character. Um, Leterrier, who had expressed interest in directing Iron Man, was brought on board, and Zap Penn started on a script, uh, basing it much closer to the comics and the 1978 TV series, which is a great favourite of mine, actually. I really enjoyed that. TV show. Um, Norton was hired to portray Banner and to rewrite the screenplay in order to distance itself from the 2003 film. Although he would go uncredited for the writing, so I don't know how we can say that that's canon without giving Edward Norton a ring, which isn't going to happen. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, filming mostly took place in Toronto, Canada, with over 700 visual effects shots in post using a combination of motion capture and, you know, the standard kind of thing, CGI, to complete the film. 
uh, premiered in June 2008, did actually very well at the box office. It received praise for visuals, action and for Norton's performance, um, with most critics considering it a big, a big improvement over 2003's Hulk. Um, Norton was set to reprise the role in the 2012 movie The Avengers, but didn't. Um, so he said that he wanted to diversify his career and not be tied down to one character. Uh, Marvel <coughs> put out a statement before Mark, you know, when Mark Ruffalo was cast, um, they put out a statement saying that they wanted to work with someone who was uh, a collaborator. Um, a very pointed statement about Norton's um, reputation as not being a team player. And, you know, if you watch any Marvel movie, you know that you absolutely have to be a team player to do one of those things. So anyway, let's let's talk. I'm not going to go deep into the plot or anything or into the ideas behind it, but I wanted to go into the tone and the feel of this film. So, you know, having watched, obviously, The Avengers, um, Age of Ultron, uh, then there's a big break for Hulk there. You've got Thor the Dark... No, the Dark World. Ragnarok, in which we see a new type of Hulk character. Uh, and then um, Endgame, um, and briefly in um, Infinity War. We can see the evolution of this character in the MCU, but really, the character gets a complete makeover in The Avengers. But let's talk about how he is portrayed in this film. So in this film, the Hulk is very much a primal force of violence, uh, and also vengeance, anger, destruction. Um, the collateral damage in this movie is phenomenal. So it appears that a lot of um, human, there's a lot of human casualties in this film that we don't actually see, but there must be, given the amount of exploding military hardware that the Hulk um, deals with. Also, the way that he deals with Blonsky before he transforms into um, the Abomination is pretty graphic. So that that's that is, that is the first thing to talk about. This is that the violence is pretty full on compared to the Avengers, in which the Hulk is portrayed, even when he's hulking out on the um, the Shield helicarrier, you're still in no doubt that everybody's going to be okay. Um, whereas in this movie. I was kind of fearful for everyone when, when the Hulk appears because he seems to be like a a primal force of nature. I would say that happens until the last act in which there's a kind of change. Um, you know, literal and metaphorical change. Um, so yeah, a lot of collateral damage. Also, <clears throat> there's a very clumsy opening credit sequence that's all done in mime. Uh, in which we see a sort of backstory of Banner and how he became the Hulk. Some very coarse acting from um, Liv Tyler and uh, William Hurt, and indeed Edward Norton. Um, I may have enjoyed that the first time I saw it. This time out, I found it to be really clumsy and coarse, as I said. So that doesn't really I, that didn't really sit very well. Uh, then it settles down in Rio, uh, where Norton is um, is hiding out working in a soda pop factory. Uh, he gets found. Um, there's quite a nice quite a nice chase sequence through the um, 
the barrios of Rio. That's probably the wrong name, actually. Favelas, is that right? Um, probably. Um, we then move back to the United States, where there's a set to in a university campus that's quite actually quite nicely orchestrated, featuring some stark technology. And it's here that the real collateral damage starts to mount up. Um, we then move to... Where do we go after that? We go to New York. Yep. Where we meet um, Tim Blake Nelson's character, who's been conversing with Banner during the film over an encrypted connection, trying to cure him of... of of the Hulkness in his um, body. It turns out his motives aren't entirely clear uh, or entirely altruistic, shall we say. Um, uh, we, then, uh, <clears throat> we, send, we then see Tim Blake Nelson transform into the Abomination and um, set to New York in quite a big way. Then there's a big showdown between the Abomination and... Hulk, um, which is a little bit more focused than the other stuff. So my takeaway from this, um, this version of the Hulk, is that it's a bit clumsy. I think Leteria's direction is pretty um, pedestrian at times. You know, I wouldn't say he's visually the most interesting director. And there have been some very interesting directors who've worked in Marvel. Because it is possible to put your stamp onto a Marvel movie, even though you're working in that massive franchise universe. Um, however, I do acknowledge that this is only the second movie out of the blocks, so maybe I should cut it some more slack, but I don't feel that I should, um, in that I feel it is a bit clumsy. I do like Norton in the role, however, I would say that I don't think Norton would have worked well with uh, the ensemble cast of The Avengers. And not really because, you know, he has a reputation for not being a team player. I just think his his rather brittle, um, angular take on Banner isn't as endearing as Mark Ruffalo's angsty, um, angsty take on Banner. There is a big difference there in the way that they portray them. Uh, also, the two versions of the Hulk are very different. Um, I, think, I think that um, Ruffalo's Hulk is much more controlled and contained. And that, uh, to me, that seems like a conscious uh, decision on the behalf of the writers to make him more cuddly, if that's the right word. I think it probably is. And he certainly becomes more cuddly as the series carries on, um, where we have the version in uh, Endgame, who is Banner Hulk, who is like a big green guy who can talk and, you know, can do science and that kind of thing, uh, which is, you know, a canonical um, Marvel Comics character. So I'd say that um, the Incredible Hulk is fine as a <clears throat> as a movie. It's a it's a bit of a museum piece, really. You know, given the fact that Marvel have now released twenty two of these things in such a short time, um, things have moved on pretty quickly in the in the way that these characters are portrayed. Um, having said that, if you look at uh, Iron Man from the same year, Downey had the you know, the way that character was portrayed is the way that character is portrayed. Out of the blocks, Downey is Iron Man. But I think that the Incredible Hulk, it's not a fully formed thing, really. So um, that's my take on it. Um, thanks for listening. Next time, um, what did I watch? Um, 
I watched? Oh yeah, Bumblebee. So I'm be talking about Bumblebee next time, if indeed I remember to talk about that. Uh, just want to take a moment to thank Andy Balaam for hosting these podcasts. And uh, if you don't already listen to the uh, Good Robot Andy's podcast, which is maybe what brought you here, but if it isn't, um, you can find us uh, if you search for if you search us up, search for the Good Robot Andy's on the internet, and you will find us. Uh, please subscribe and listen. Give us your feedback. Uh, that is, oh uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter. I'll get better at this as we go along, but um, find me on Twitter at cockers underscore ninety seven. I'm no longer on Facebook because I deleted my account. And uh, if you want my advice, so should you. Uh, that is it. Thank you very much. Goodbye. <laughs>